What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show, Friday, August 17th. We've got a special edition of the podcast today. We're going to be joined by Ole Miss Athletics Director Ross Bjork. He's going to join the show to talk all things Ole Miss, talk about the new mascot, talk about the upcoming football season, and talk about his athletics department as a whole. But first and foremost, we have a message from our sponsors, wonderful sponsor, Wanted to have some friends over to watch the big game but don't have enough space? Wish you had an open floor plan so you can prepare your game day chili in the kitchen? Watch overtime on the living room TV? If you answered yes, it's time for you to call John Murray and Anna Halton directly at Century 21. They are licensed realtors with years of experience who can help you find the perfect home. You will be game day ready in no time. Call John Murray and Anna directly at 731-225-5655 or call their office at 731-668-7700. Century 21 is located at 620 Old Hickory Boulevard in Jackson, Tennessee. Next to Old Hickory Steakhouse, each office is independently owned and operated. Check them out. They're one of the best in the business. I absolutely love them to death. Good friends of mine. They're awesome people. Go check them out. John Murray, he's got beautiful homes all over the place. He's got a Facebook page, all that. Go check them out. they got beautiful homes. We are going to be joined by Ross Bjork. I want to thank you all for listening to the Mitch Davis Show. We are joined by Mr. Ross Bjork, Ole Miss Athletic Director at the moment. How are you doing, Mr. Ross? Mitch, I'm doing great this morning. How about you? Man, I am doing good. It's good to talk with you as usual. You're one of my uh, one of my friends in the business, so I really appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Glad, glad to uh, spread the good word about Ole Miss. Yes, sir. You know, we're going to start off. you got a new mascot, Tony the Landshark. The story, we'll let you tell the story behind the mascot. We're also going to I'm going to ask you, how do you handle the negative feedback of the mascot? I know a lot of people, you know, let's say Uncle Joe, who went to Ole Miss 60 years ago, is not quite happy with it. You know, that kind of thing. But there's also a lot of positive feedback as well. Kind of talk about, first, talk about the feedback, and then we'll go into the story of why Tony the Landshark. Yeah. You know, I think with, uh, with the feedback, I think anytime you introduce a logo or a mascot or a design, you're always going to have people that just don't like it. You know, it's going to be their personal preference. Uh, you know, I like it or I don't like it. Uh, there's typically uh, very few people that are sort of in between uh, where they're where they're indifferent. Um, and, and the way we look at mascots is, you know, we want this to be uh, a unifying uh, element of our athletic program. We want to engage, you know, younger fans typically. Uh, but we also want to have a symbol where people say, okay, I, I, I get it. Um, and so I think with the, the feedback, uh, if it's negative, uh, I think a lot of times you have to figure out where those people are, are coming from. Um, and, and typically, the, and, and just, this is just being totally transparent and honest, the, the people that uh, have expressed to me that they don't like it, when you really kind of peel, peel back the layers, they want Colonel Rep back. And we know that's not happening. It never will happen. Um, and so I think you have to just understand where people are coming from. And look, I, there's no way that we're going to change somebody's uh, idea on a mascot that was beloved for a long time around here. Uh, that, that's not the point. Uh, the point is, you know, we need something that is positive and unifying. And, you know, we'll just handle the, the, the critique, the criticism, you know, sort of one person at a time. Uh, whether that's in person, whether that's email, whether that's uh, you know social media, and just uh, you know really just tell the story about Tony the Land Shark and, and why we did it, and and just try to move forward. You know, yes, sir, Ross. Uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about that story. It's a really cool story. I'm gonna let you tell it as athletic director. It's a really cool story on why Tony the Land Shark. 
you know, we, we know the story of Tony Fine and, and, and what he meant to our program and just sort of his spirit and, and passion around the game of football, obviously serving in the, in the military uh, with the U.S. Army and, and his unit uh, had this nickname, you know, Land Sharks. And, you know, as, as the story was told uh, to us by his brother, um, where, you know, Tony thought he should be playing more uh, when he was a linebacker at Ole Miss. And, you know, in a couple practices, he was really trying to prove himself and just kept talking about being a land shark. And then obviously we know the, the famous play, you know, to beat Florida back in 2008. And, you know, he's running off the field, you know, throwing up the, the fins up, uh, the signal that's synonymous, you know, with this sort of this spirit and this passion. And then, you know, Jarrell Poe, who was a great player and, and, you know, really kind of a legendary figure here at Ole Miss, you know, he's doing it as well. Um, and then and then it kind of sat dormant uh, for a few years. And then our players, uh, when I got here in 2012, our players started doing it. Marshall Henderson started doing it. It really started spreading to our other teams. Uh, they started doing it. We started playing more sort of Jaws, you know, shark theme, you know, music you know, in our venues over the last couple of years and it really just allowed it to grow organically. And, and I think that's the best thing about this is it's not forced. You know, this is ours. We own this. We can we can really capitalize on it as being unique to Ole Miss. It's a story about a young man uh, who meant a lot to our program. Uh, it's a story about a young man who overcame, you know, troubles, uh, who ultimately, you know, lost his life. Uh, because of those struggles, but he served. He served the, the U.S. Army, our military, protected our freedoms, played football. You know, was a was an Ole Miss graduate. You know, those things all have meaning. Um, so we started embracing it, and then we all know about the bear. You know, the rebel, the the bear was not embraced. Uh, we struggled with how to position him, um, honestly, out of fear for the person who was in the costume for their safety. Uh, because we didn't put it in the grove. We didn't have him make a lot of public appearances. It was very, very uh, sort of a protective um, uh, display, if you will. And so we know the, the angst around Rebel the Bear. And then the students um, came to us and said, hey, we want to put this to a vote, uh, which is their prerogative. We want to talk about an on-the-field mascot. And that vote came together in uh, 2017, and the students supported it about the land shark, and then it was up to us to design it, implement it, uh, introduce it, and really tell the story, name it after Tony, and here we are today. You know, and, and, and for the majority of it, I've seen, you know, guys like Chase Parham and Ben Garrett and those guys. Those guys, a lot of those guys support it. I, you know, and I think I'm one of those guys that, you know, understands the story and, you know, like you said, understands the history of Ole Miss with Colonel Reb and this and that. But, you you know, like you said, you also got to look forward to the future. You got to look, you know, you got to be a unified um, presence. And I think that the land shark, like you said, kind of kind of adds that to the to the Ole Miss experience. And, you know, the black bear, like you said, just did not take off, especially, you know, with the students, the media. And, you know, it, it's so cool to finally see a mascot that's going to bring most of uh, Rebel Nation together. Ole Miss, you know, 
land shark. And what better way to be a rebel than to create something that's fictitious but has meaning and is unique to, to our program. So in, in some ways, uh, Rebel, the bear, served a purpose uh, which caused a lot of discussion around it and led to ultimately this change. Yes, sir. And, you know, speaking of change and everything, it's going to lead into this question. Let's talk about those beautiful white uniforms. You told me that you hinted that uh, when I had you on the first time that there's going to be a new uniform change. Is this the last uniform change or is there more to come? Well, you know, I think for this year, uh, this will be, you know, a one-time deal. Uh, we, we may break out the white helmets in another game, you know, throughout the season, uh, depending on, you know, what the players think and, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, obviously, we'll sprinkle in the powder blue helmet at some point in time. That's always a great look. Um, but we always, we always want to maintain our tradition. You know, the, the double piping on the shoulder, you know, we have the best colors. I think in, in college football, college athletics, and so we're always going to honor uh, our tradition. But every now and then, you know, you know, look, the players like to mix it up. Recruits, they love, you know, the white uniforms. I mean, our, our staff has gotten great feedback. Our coaches, great feedback from our recruits. So yeah, we're going to roll these out at the at the Texas Tech game there in Houston. Got great feedback. It's going to provide a spark and, and really cool feature for our program. And, and then we just kind of play it by ear after that. But we're a traditional program. We want that tradition. And every now and then we'll, we'll mix it up with something new. You know, Ross, let's talk about the spring recap here. Ole Miss had a very good spring. I know the baseball was a little disappointing the way it ended. Talk about the spring and heading into the future of Ole Miss, heading into the, you know, the fall and the winter. What is the goals and what is the what is the dream for Ole Miss athletics this year? What would you like to see your athletic program? Yeah, that, that's a great that's a great question, Mitch. And, and I think you know, anytime you're in a leadership position, you know, you have to have a, a vision of what the future looks like and, and, and goals and objectives. And you know, the spring, our spring sports, it was very good for us. I, I think it set a great tone and a great message that all six of our teams qualified for postseason, men's and women's golf, men's and women's tennis, and softball and baseball. And that's never happened before. And then, by the way, our track programs both finished in the top third um, with the women uh, finishing top 20. And so, you know, those things have never happened where we have that consistent success. And so, you know, the, the standard that we're trying to create around here is that every team is in postseason. Every team has a chance to compete for an SEC championship, and we have to put ourselves in that position first in order to deliver the ultimate prize, which is a championship of some kind. Baseball did it at the SEC tournament. They were SEC West Division regular season champions. We were a number four national seed. You know, our, our, both our tennis teams make it to the to the Sweet 16. You know, you've got to be in position in order to, to win a championship. And so that's that's what we're after is championships, winning at the highest level. Um, but we have the resources now. Our coaches have tools at their disposal to compete at the highest level. There's no more really excuses, you know, for our programs. And, and we talk about that all the time. And so I think we're ready to, to break through. In, in many ways. I know basketball has work to do. You know, we have new coaches, uh, but they're hungry. They're hungry to do it as soon as possible, but we also know 
that there's work to be done there, uh, especially on the women's side. The women are probably a little farther behind uh, in terms of where the men's program is. And so there's work to be done, but the culture and the energy from Carmen Davis and Coach Yolette, uh, what they brought to the table, uh, I think our fans are going to see drastic, dramatic, uh, quick improvement um, with with those programs. And just in terms of how they play, may not show up on the scoreboard quite yet, but I think in terms of how they play, how they represent themselves, and the energy around the programs. So I think 2018-19 has a chance to be a, a terrific year for Ole Miss Athletics. You know, Ross, you mentioned the basketball. i got to ask you about the can, uh, Canadian trip. That, uh, we got two more questions. We're going to talk about Ole Miss basketball in Canada, and we're going to close it out with talking about Ole Miss and Texas Tech. Talk about how important that was for Ole Miss to go up to Canada. They did pretty well against very good competition. They got that um, extra week of practice. Talk about how important that was for Kermit Davis's squad and how impressed you were with the outcome of that trip. Well, you know, the, the way the system is set up um, – you know, during a normal summer, you know, you'd have some individual workouts. You'd be able to watch them, you know, lift weights and, and conditioning, and you know, all the all the players would would have been on campus uh, anyway. You know, taking class and, and working out. But now you get to have a full, you know, team practice. You get to, you get to play against outside competition, and really for a new program, a new coach, you know, a, a relatively new roster. Uh, we had a few key guys coming back, but. But for the most part, it's a it's a new roster. You really get a chance to test yourself and, and figure out your strengths and weaknesses, figure out what the right rotations are. You know, learn to trust each other, um, and really build the culture that Kermit is trying to establish. And you know, I, I think the fact that he is he is organized and disciplined, and the players now have high expectations. You know, I think it was our last game where. His comment was, you know, two guys came off the court, you know, making excuses, and they never got back in the game. You know what? He's going to hold them accountable, and he's going to hold a standard, um, you know, in terms of playing at high level uh, for for college basketball. So that type of trip, uh, just invaluable in setting a tone. You know, now you want that to pay off when practice starts, you know, in the fall. And then, obviously, when we uh, when we roll out the season, you know, in November. So, I think it's a great foundation to have Kermit and the staff build upon. Yes, sir. This year. Yes, sir. This is the last question I got for you. Let's just talk about Ole Miss football. They play Texas Tech. What are some of the things you've seen in practice? What are some of the selling points that you would say to recruits heading into this season as well, and heading into you know for Rebel Nation as well? Well, I think the the word commitment comes to mind. Uh, commitment to running our program at the highest level uh, with our head coach uh, Matt Luke. You know that, and that goes to recruiting. We're recruiting at a high level. We're we're after top flight kids. We're getting top flight kids to commit to us. You look at our talent on the field. Uh, we have units that could be the best. You know, units in in Ole Miss history: offensive line, wide receiving core. You know, those units are really, really top-notch. And then we have some holes to fill, you know. So, you know, there's opportunities. Uh, when you're out there recruiting, you can tell kids, look, you can you can come in here and, and play um, at, at a high level right away. And so, you know, I think just commitment to excellence, commitment to competing uh, at the highest level. We know we've had challenges. We know some of those challenges will, will catch up to us a little bit in terms of roster management as we move into 2019. But the commitment is there to 
get this program where we think it, it can belong at the highest level in the SEC. SEC West is the toughest division. We get it. But you're, if you're at the top of the SEC West, you're at the top of college football. So we have the platform. We have the resources. We have the facilities. We have the recruiting base. We have the history. And now we just have to continue to work at it and, and put it all together. So I love the energy of our team. I love the preparation. I love the commitment. Uh, these guys are hungry. They're doing things, you know, on their own to, to get better. I saw that during summer workouts. Uh, these guys, when I see them, there's kind of this this uh, this um, this gleam in their eye where they have a lot to prove, and, and I think we'll see that come out when they start playing games. Ross, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining the show. I, you know, you're you're always welcome on the show. You're a friend of mine. You're a mentor to me, and I greatly appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely, Mitch. Hey, have a great one. Thank have a great you. Great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye bye.